We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one of more's golden eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. It can mangle up a name. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, hanging out, getting ready to talk about milk and other things. Uh, I'm with my episode, the sex appeal, the hot, the the hottie with a body, Mike Hampton. What's up? What? <laughs> it's a, it's late in the night. We're just you know trying to get things to say here. I got to come up with catchphrases. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad that's where your mind goes when you think of me. <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. Mike, we are kind of going back to our roots here with talking to um, smaller creators. And not that there is a level of creating, but, you know, as far as the level of fame goes, you know, this is probably going to be one of our more local that we've had in a long time. And I'm very excited to do it again because I feel like you can't forget where we came from. You know, you always got to remember, you know, what it was like to kind of start and kind of start your dream and, and art, whether it may be. And we are going to be speaking to a young, uh, talented filmmaker by the name of Malcolm Dempsey, now who made a movie called Milk Woman. Now, before I dive into that with you, we do got to pay the bills, right, Mike? That's right. And how do we do that? We talk about our sponsor. Now, the specific sponsor we're talking about right now is going to be Clandestine Brewing in San Jose, California. Now, Mike, what is coming up? What's the most important beer holiday around? That would be Beer Day. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. No, Oktoberfest. What are you talking about? Of course. Of course. We have some great things happening clandestine. Uh, my we, I mean they, not me. Uh, but they are going to be releasing almost 10 new beers, Mike. 10 new beers. on 10. 10. Almost 10. Seven more. Uh, they are launching new merch. They have all brand new labels coming out. What's really great is if you pre-order their Oktoberfest four-pack bundle, you will get a special t-shirt with a new Hacktoberfest beer label on it, uh, which is also done by a local artist. Uh, this is going to be happening September 30th through October 2nd and October 7th through October 9th. Uh, the big kickoff will start on September 30th. Uh, so when this episode comes out uh, next week, next week, September 30th, you will be able to get all these new beers and merch uh, on that day. October 1st is the label release party for Oktoberfest cans, uh, which will feature local artist Jim Fonseca, uh, which you can find at Jimmy Paints uh, on Instagram. He designed all the pop-up art and tees uh, for sale. Uh, additionally, Oktoberfest, the party continues on October 2nd uh, with special beer steins for sale. And last but not least, our own Uncle Dad family, Tion Buku One, will be DJing on October 7th to close out the event. Definitely go support the Uncle Dad family. Isn't that correct, sir? Yeah, and 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 Buku plays the jams. Uh, I can just say that, like, he knows what he's doing. He knows where he puts the puts the hits and puts the puts the grooves. He knows what he's doing. So if you don't go for the beer, if you go for at least for go for Buku. Of, of course, yeah. And then when you're there, of course, be sure to tell everybody that Uncle Dad and Mike sent you. They would love to hear that. Definitely go up to Buku one at his booth. Tell him you love. Love his podcast, Art to Empire, which is exclusively on this network. We really appreciate the love and support. And again, as I always say, when you support our sponsor, you support us as well. Uh, so yeah, Mike, now that we got that out of the way, a movie about milk. What do you think about that? 
Milk. <laughs> I mean, sure. Let's <laughs> let's uh I don't think there's a lot of movies about milk, so let it be let it be. Let it be. Yeah, I'm very excited to, to chat with him. It's gonna be a lot of fun to speak to a young filmmaker, uh local from our area, the San Jose area. Um it's it's just exciting to support young artists and you know, Mike being a, a uh, an artist, a seasoned artist at this point. You know, what was the biggest challenge for you being a young artist? Is it just a matter of getting out there and doing it or staying consistent? Yeah, both. I mean, getting out there and doing it, feeling confident enough to show your stuff to people and putting it in front of a crowd and then hearing feedback, good or bad, and then learning how to take that and, and, and try to be better. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing is just like, the first step of putting it out there, you know, like I remember my first, first convention, putting out my first comic book, that was a whole book. It was like, I'm going to just put this out here and, and people are going to say whatever they're going to say. And, um, I mean, it's different with a movie as opposed to a comic, but still it's all the same and it's all art and you never know, like this guy, this could, this is his early stuff, but who knows where he goes from here. Right. Absolutely. Maybe he does become the next Patrick Dempsey. Who knows? <laughs> you just, you never know in today's world. And, and the way that we get art out, it's it's everywhere now. So yeah, I'm very excited to have Malcolm on. It's going to be nice to speak to a, a, a young artist. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, we'll be right back after this break and we'll be speaking with San Jose artist, 48 hour film project director, the one and only Malcolm Dempsey. We are back from that amazing introduction you just heard, which, you know, Mike, it's a great introduction, right? <laughs> They're always the best. It's the They're always of, the best. It's the highlight of the show. <laughs> the introduction. Yes, that's it. Nothing else. Uh, let's give it up for our guest, uh, a very uh, young, talented young filmmaker. I'm very excited to have him on the show. As I stated earlier, uh, he was a part of the 48-hour film project Uh Let's give it up for Malcolm Dempsey. Malcolm, what's up? All right. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it was honestly a great process. It was great meeting you there. I'm glad I'm glad you came to the event. It was honestly a very, very rushed, very crazy event. But uh, yeah, a lot of Yeah, and, and we'll we'll dive we'll dive into all that. But before yeah. we do, Malcolm, who is Malcolm the filmmaker? How does how do we get to the man who made this movie about milk? <laughs> So I am someone who went into college and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do STEM. I'm going to do all these great things. And then I went from the uh, computer science to film major pipeline really quickly when I realized I didn't like that stuff. I liked the creative outlets. So I was like, you know, I, I was getting involved with like, you know, a little bit of film here and there. But like I was like, you know, kind of on the edge. Like I don't really want to do film. I don't really want to get into media. Like it's like it's a fun thing. It's a hobby. So like I did some stuff in high school, like film stuff. But I was like, you know, I got to focus on my grades. I got to focus on school. And at some point I was like, you know what? Someday I'm going to be old and miserable. Maybe not miserable, but I'll just be a lot older. I'll have regrets. You, you, you'll be miserable. You, you just wait. Yeah. Yes. The, the misery is already <laughs> setting in just a little bit. So it's, yes. it's good. It's coming. That's good. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm a bit of a masochist in that regard. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. 
Embrace the misery, man. <laughs> Something's got to keep us going, I guess. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, in, in high school, it started with me doing just the school announcements. I, I loved it. I liked being on air. I liked directing the little things. It was, you know, very stupid stuff. But, you know, it was fun. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to try this stuff out. There's like a great club organization at the school called FPS. They were like one of the first groups I kind of like went over to. And they're like, yeah, make stuff. It's a good idea. The school's not going to help you. We'll help you. So I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> So I would just a good like good old education system. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good old education system where the teachers are kind of there as like a suggestion, not a, not, <laughs> not necessarily uh, to, to help you. But, um, but yeah, so for me, it's like, what makes me want to do film is I just like really stupid television. I just like, I love reality shows. I like crazy, like, like sci-fi, like just like weird whimsical stuff. Like when a series of unfortunate events came out on Netflix, I'm like, this is the kind of stuff I want to work on. Like just like weird. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was like a thing I liked. I also I love John Waters. I love Wes Anderson. I love like all uh, the weird yes. crap. It's just good stuff. Like just weird, disgusting, off-putting. You know. I I love it. That's that's story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think um, that is? I, I like that too. When I when I was younger, I was really into stuff like that. More more. What do you think it is about that kind of genre that that interests you or is, you feel pulled to? It's this weird thing where it's like, on the surface level, it's just I enjoy it. But like on, I guess, a deeper level, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's certain rules that films like to follow, like certain like ways of doing things. And I feel like just those kinds of movies are very much just, you know, they're not ordinary. They kind of just do what they want. They do their own thing. It's like, it doesn't matter what is recommended or what people like would normally go to see you you want to see like you know something bizarre something wild something that like you know the mind can like dredge up or dredge i don't know like it just brings up from the depths like something more organic i guess i don't know yeah no that's a great answer i mean yeah a lot of movies that come out they've got their the intro the the arc the climax and then the relief at the end or whatever that is so uh, yeah, yeah, it's refreshing to see something that that's different that you weren't expecting uh, a different storyline, different way the the characters interact and arc and or maybe oh, it doesn't exactly. arc. But, but yes, great answer. Good. Good for you. I, I mean, it's it started for me when I was <laughs> good for you. <laughs> good. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it started. I think it's like the first thing that sparked my mild rage was there was a it was like a little film showing from my high school where the, my teacher's like, here, everyone make a short thing and we'll show it at the end. And everyone seemed to have the same idea. Like they all were just writing about what was going on in their life at the moment, like what they were up to. Like, oh, I'm doing SAT stuff or, oh, my dad doesn't like me that much. And I'm like, OK, that's that's whatever. Like we see that all the time. And I was like, all right, I can do that or I can do something else. So I remember I made a film where it's like a guy gets a chemical burden in his hand and starts lighting things on fire. I made one where it's like a evil she demon goes around abducting people and just like indoctrinating them. I have like, you know, just like whatever wild stuff comes to mind. Like uh, my first favorite thing I did at the school was I did one. It was about the devil's lettuce. It was like, I was like a pot smoking, like, like, like don't do that. Like Nancy Reagan, don't do that. But it was like a weird superhero going around stopping the devil from giving everyone lettuce. And then the antichrist is born. So they failed. Cause you know, you can't, you can't stop. You can't stop good blow or, you know, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Good blow. I think that's yeah. the, I think that's the devil's powder. 
Oh, okay. Well, that too is fun. We're, we're talking more vegan, I guess. Yeah. Where Where is this movie and where can I watch that one? Oh, so that is campus. That is on Campus Movie Fest. It is called Lettuce Rejoice, as in lettuce, the plant or the, the vegetable. Yes. Lettuce Rejoice. There is two videos okay, that show up. I want to watch that one. Anything that's punny, I love it. So, yeah, I love puns. Uh, so, oh, dude, puns are great. And and speaking of puns, <laughs> we I want you to explain something really fast to Mike because I I got it. Mike doesn't get no, it. No, I get it. I just want the listeners <laughs> to, to get Sorry. it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Let's explain the name of your film. Ah, yes. So the film, <laughs> so the film I created, and I'm not going to give any context to this. I'll just like let it un- un- unravel a little bit. But it, the film is called Milkwoman Case in Point. Now, Case in... So the film revolves heavily around milk versus salsa because, you know, you drink milk when you eat something spicy. And casein is, is like the compound in milk that like removes spice from the tongue. It was, it's stupid, but like it was fun. It was, <laughs> it was genius. It was genius. Well, that was one of the things. So when I had watched it, it stood out to me so much. And I was like, wow, those small, I'm a very big, small detail person nice. when it comes to film, especially comedies or like, you know, inherent comedies or just whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I love those small details and that detail right in the beginning, when it hits you in the front, you know, milk woman case in point, it's like, that's, it's fucking genius. Cause when you get it, it's like, Oh my God, come on. So fucking clever. Uh, so yeah, I just, I'm glad you, you you explained that to the audience, not to Mike, to the audience, yeah. because that, that might be hard to get, you know? <laughs> I mean, half my crew was like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, case in point, is this a legal, legal film? Is this other thing? I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, it's like a pun. I think one, one person got it out of my, everyone else that was there. Like one person was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That reaction too? <laughs> we, we, we were all, so... I guess we can, I, do you want to delve into the 48 hour now, I guess, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's explain really quickly what this movie was for. So this movie was for the 48 hour film project, correct? Yes. So I remember I had a friend recommend it to me and he's like, Hey, they're doing this 48 hour thing. I've done it before. You basically have like 48 hours to write, direct, shoot, edit a film, which is, you know, if you, if you do production or you do anything that involves like making media or anything like that, it's a lot of work and doing something in 48 hours is just, it's a tall task. We did it. There were definitely hiccups in the film. Like I will admit, like the, the boom pole was kind of a guest star by accident, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it, it was, it was a fun creative process. Cause I basically like, I had like a little room with like a few other people I'm like, all right, let's try to figure out like what the plot's going to be. And, you know, as executive producer, as in the, guy with the green stuff not not weed money but um that could work too not the not the devil's, not the devil's lettuce. lettuce this the the, the <laughs> devil's uh the devil's contract devil the devil's greenbacks i don't know yeah exactly <laughs> well, or, uh, there's no pun for that i can't think of devil's but, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one too that's a good one but yeah so yeah. uh I, I i i paid for it i, I bought it was like 140 dollars because i like signed up a little late but it was like you know you put a film submission in possibly get rewards possibly get forward but i wasn't really aiming for like winning because it was my first one i just wanted to like try it out see what happens um so for that i actually recently did like a summer project for um for for my college we were working on like a a, a war film but like a japanese internment it's like a nice short like really good quality film with like tanks guns and everything and i was able to pull some people from that crew and be like all right let's uh, let's make something let's make something right after getting out of like a good big budget set production so i'm like here let's do a 48 hour about milk but but yeah so we, we had to come up with the idea like 
right after we popped a balloon with the ideas and we got like i think superhero i was like crap i don't want to do superhero but we did it it was fun we got in the writer's room and we like had to think of like a dynamic kind of like all right what is like you know good versus evil that's like that's, that's overused like what's something else that can be done and i recall i went into the other room to like panic for a few seconds to like think of like something to write and someone's like wouldn't milk be funny <laughs> just milk <laughs> and then i came back milk. <laughs> yeah and I'm like, okay, let's do milk. And it worked kind of nicely with a lot of the prompt issues we got too, because there were more restrictions than just theme. You also had to pick, you had a line of dialogue you had to include, which was we're here to help. A character named Oliver Olivia Dusalsa. And I think it was like, what was the other one? It was, oh, uh, Olivia Dusalsa had to be an illustrator. There was one other thing I'm for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I wanted to actually ask you about that to kind of build context for the audience. Oh so, yeah, of course. I'm sorry. The forty the forty eight hour film project uh, does require specific themes and yeah. and stuff, right? So this is what you're talking about, right? The specific themes are you had to pick. It was you pick one, you pick the theme, or you just randomly you, got a theme. They threw a bunch of balloons into a thing, and then everyone like was r- rushing to grab them, and you like just pop okay. it, and you get a, you get a theme. So I had like three in front in front of me. I picked one, and I said, "Fuck it, my fate sealed." And yeah, but okay. So then that's, that's how the theme went. Okay. And then yeah. as far as the other pieces of dialogue and pieces of requirements, those were just slated for everybody. Correct? Yeah. So everyone had an Olivia or Oliver de Salsa. Everyone had to have the same line and that was to be eligible. So if you weren't like, if you didn't include that, you weren't eligible. If you didn't turn in within the 48 hours, you weren't eligible. So you had to like be on top of it, include it in your writing, include it in everything else. And I guess it also prevents you from writing anything beforehand because you can't really predict what sure. your theme is or who your characters are. So that was kind of cool. Gotcha. And we had to t- okay. time management too. So we had to, I, I made sure to dedicate like the first, like I think eight hours to writing all of Saturday was just dedicated to filming it. And then that evening and then the morning after was like editing. So then just so I'm on the same page. And yeah. so Mike's on the same page because I'm sure he knows, but <laughs> um, all good, all good. let's talk about who's who, who the, this was done by Cinequest, right? I think, I think Sage Quest is correct. Stage. Okay. Okay, cool. Or uh, film, so film sure Palooza. Oh, the prop was sunglasses. Okay. I have the website. But yeah, so. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's remembering things now. It's fine. It's okay. It's like I'm looking <laughs> at the website again. Woo. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So go ahead and continue your story that you're saying. You're explaining on like the details of everything and you were pulling things together. Let's hear that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So. <laughs> I had to like collect. It happens all the time in the show. Don't worry. <laughs> I, my, my brain was like farting or something. I don't even know. Yeah. So we were in the writer room. We like had no idea what we were going to do. It was like we were throwing a curveball because I was like thinking because you're not supposed to have ideas beforehand, but like, you know, you, you have some stuff in mind. So like, okay, what's like a simple like setup or like location? Because one thing you can do beforehand is get your crew together, your locations, your cast. So I had like a few spots in mind. I'm like, okay, I can like use this maybe for this or maybe for something else, maybe for a horror, or maybe for a like a stoner film and we got superheroes. I'm like, okay, let's just use the sets we have and see what happens. So we actually, so after we finished writing on the script and, and I had, I kind of had a team of writers, but I was kind of like overbearing, like, no, no, we're doing this. Cause I wanted to make sure it was like my own mess of a project. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had like a little bit of help with like writing stuff, but for the most part, like the, the, the structure, the like last half was basically what I pulled out of my ass, but it, it was fun. They, they were very helpful. The, if you notice the first scene, um, the per- uh, one of the other writers, she did a great job with like getting the dialogue and all the points down. But I was like, I need someone to get milk poured in them. I need someone to like <laughs> to show what this hero does. 
But um, for a lot of hero films, the way I wanted to write it was, you know how a lot of hero films, you either have to choose one or two subjects, either a hero gaining their powers or a pre-established hero. So I thought, let's just do a pre-established hero. We don't have time to establish anything. That's just, you know, we have like four to seven minutes allowed for the length of the film. So we just have a pre-established hero. And I'm like, all right, so usually a hero, you have them come in and save someone. That's like a, a way of doing it. So I thought, okay, we can just have a very simple scene where someone dies of a spice overdose and you just pour milk suggestively all over them. And I was like, all right, that works first thing. And then the next one, we give some context to like another victim, introducing the enemy, and then the rest of the stuff where they confront the enemy and then there's a fight and a death. I want, I just wanted it to have like, I guess like a bastardized version of like Spider-Man kind of, where, you know, like um, uh, his uncle, the dead uncle. I, uncle, uncle Ben? Uncle Ben, Uncle Dead, Uncle Ben. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so kind of like like his death, but like more strange. So what, what I found fascinating about your film, and I'm just curious if there was any inspiration from it. Uh, there's a very, very cult film called uh, Freaked. By Alex Winter. Oh. Have you ever seen that? I have not. What, what is it called? It's Freaked. Yeah, Freaked. Uh, e, you know, you'll freak and then ED at the end. Freaked. 93? Uh, but yes. So I bring it up because there is a character also in there who I'm not going to say who plays it, but he was a cow. And the father was <laughs> a cow. And I have not seen that before in a very long time. And so when I saw that, oh that's what I had thought of immediately. Even though that wasn't intention. That's the great thing about movies, right? Is that they can trigger yeah. anything, all these responses for any memory we have. And I, I, I just wanted to tell you that if you haven't seen that, you should go watch it because oh the, the the sense of humor that your movie has is dead on to this movie. Really? The same type of sense of humor. Really? Yes. So if you have a chance, go watch it. And Alex Winter, if you don't know who that is, he was part of uh, Bill and Ted. Uh, so yeah, Oh, very, yeah. He's a, kind of an icon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Mike. When you think about film and you think about making the project that he's talking about, what do you think would be the biggest challenge in 48 hours? Because you're, you're the kind of man who makes things in days, in seconds. <laughs> my, my mind goes to how do you edit, like having, being able to edit once you get the footage. The footage is easy, right? You can get footage pretty quickly, yeah. a couple takes, whatever. But like editing is very different now than it was when I was your age, Malcolm. But uh, still, yeah. like editing <laughs> yeah. the footage down and it's putting okay. it together, that, that's probably the most time-consuming part, yeah? Yeah. I mean, even with, like, modern technology, like, mo the modern, like, you can just throw it on and, like, do so much with it. Because I know I know in the past you're talking about, like, linear editing where you, like, put everything together and, like, you have to, like, make sure it lines popular or putting actual film together. So it's not crazy like actual that. film yeah like actual film not not like whatever is that, is, like, is that how you made a movie you used to get actual film <laughs> well i made some i, I made a uh, like a movie with vhs tapes so you'd have Ooh, okay. you know you'd have your footage and then you'd have another you'd have your footage on a vhs player and then you have another one that's recording it and so you'd play your raw footage and record and then stop and then put you know go to the next scene or the next clip and then press record again but you still have to line it up right. And then you still have to deal with like the tape doing the weird fuzzy tape stuff. And anyways, I'm old, whatever. That, yeah. that sounds like so much work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, <laughs> it's definitely easier nowadays, but I, I will say it's like, I think what in the past, I think people were usually a lot better about like making everything look amazing as you're filming it. Whereas nowadays it's like, you can make mistakes like, Oh, I can just fix it in post. I can just do whatever in post. And then you get this issue where it's like, oh, the lighting is inconsistent for like three different clips. I got to go in and edit that. Or, oh, I 
this person flubbed this line. I got to put it over this clip. And you're like, you're kind of like cut every, everything off. You can be a lot more picky. So it, it ends up being like a mental thing where it's like, okay, I just need to like move on, go to the next thing. So it's, it's definitely easier, but it's, there's other obstacles that occur, I guess, from human stupidity, my own stupidity, but that's okay. Yeah. It still takes time to deal with it all. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. I had like two other people helping me with it. So I would just like, we had, we had two computers. I had one person doing audio. He did, he did the, like, well, he did the mixing and he had, we had a tall guy doing the boom op, but, uh, but, uh, he, he helped with like, just like getting the music, like the sound all together, like everything else. And then me and another person made like half the film, like, all right, I'm going to edit this portion. You edit this portion. We were just swapping back and forth. We, we, I probably should have looked it over a little more carefully because I definitely noticed some mistakes, but it was like very like rushed, very fast, very chaotic. I mean, 48 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, have you ever seen that movie? Uh... Have you ever seen that movie, 48 Hours? I... <laughs> Is that like a sequel to 24? <laughs> no? no, but it, <laughs> better, but it, do, better answer. it does have a sequel <laughs> called Another 48 Hours. Oh, oh, it's... Oh, it's it was like crime. Well, it's like uh, uh, no, there's so crime. It's in a buddy it. cop. I, I'm, it's like a buddy cop. No, Sorry, it's I'm like these, It's these eighty is the eighties <laughs> cop uh, cop buddy movies. Eddie Murphy. Um, oh, okay. Nick Nolte, right? Nick Nolte, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it Nick Nolte? And Eddie Anyways, Murphy? to do anything, <laughs> I, mean, I remember. So I used I, I I've worked on comic books, and they would have this thing called a twenty four hour comic book day, where you'd have to you have to come up with a script draw the comic and finish it within 24 hours. And then that goes in like an anthology book that gets published. And to do all of that in that amount of time, it is crazy because not only are you being creative, but you've got the pressure. And then as the time gets close to the end, you feel that pressure like pushing against you, right? Like it's, it's, it's stressful and you, but you want to make it so you can submit it and, and, I commend you for doing what you did. And, and from what uncle dad tells me, cause I wasn't there, that was like one of the most well-received uh, films from the, from the weekend, from the event. Right. From the, from the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was surprised. You... I was like, okay, people like it. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just, uh, and I'll, I'll say it. I think a hundred percent you were robbed uh, on any sort of award. You should have got at least one award. And I think, there were other movies there that to me didn't have the same caliber of, of originalness that yours had. And I didn't understand why yours wasn't up there from judge's choice. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I personally would have loved an award. It'd be fun, but uh, I could wipe my ass with it. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it, I, I remember there was a few submissions that were like, they had like a huge group of people like, like working on it and like coming oh, and yeah. attending. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, it was just like, it was me and one of the person were there from my crew and we're just like, all right, let's see what happens. But I did have a, I, I do have a friend who he did the, do you remember the one about the, it was like a cooking one. It was like dark comedy. Yes. yes. That was great. That was great. Too, yeah. So he, he was a friend who recommended, recommended I do it. His, his stuff's amazing. He's, he's done this before. He gave me like great advice. It was a crazy process and he was like you know make well, sure you do this this and this make sure you don't worry about this make sure you know it was very i forgot and what, what was his name uh narain serendy he also he also does films yeah. he does like his own weird style it's i i approve i approve okay. he approves of my style yeah, sometimes. It, the thing was his cinematography was probably the best overall and so what i'm talking about everybody oh, just yeah. so we understand is that uh it's a movie called grilled if i remember correctly right yes grilled, grilled yeah yes 
And it was basically like uh, a take on, you know, somebody's like cooking show type thing and how far we go and whatnot for our passions. And, you know, what what if you actually had to give your heart, literal heart for uh, cooking, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it was filmed so beautifully. I mean, the cinematography was just incredible. And so for me, the most impactful movies of that night were yours and his. But the thing was, I felt that you guys were a little, uh, maybe too weird for the audience. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know, but uh, I yeah. think you guys were a little bit robbed on, on that. Uh, but it, it, I, I just think you should know, like, I really think you had one of the most original plot lines and ideas that I've seen in a short film in a while. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, also, um, the guy I was talking about, uh, Rainbow Films, spelled N-A, it's like N-A, Rainbow, and then Films. Great channel. He made, he made a, makes a lot of comedies, darker comedies, more like just absurd stuff. He, he also has like an interesting way of looking at things. I think we both definitely have our own like style. I'm still trying to like mature mine, but he has like great experience. He had great camera guy, great crew. Like he, he went so in knowing his shit. You, oh, for sure. And you can definitely tell in that movie, right? Like yeah. you can totally see it. Now, when we talk about you and, and your film, when you had to be there at this, uh, the film festival, or I guess you would call it a film festival. Um, what was your, like, were you, were you afraid of what people were going to say about it? Or were you just kind of like, dude, I fucking love this. So I can't wait for people to see it. Like, cause I feel like as creators, yeah. I know I get scared a lot of like what people think about our stuff, but at the same time, it's like, who cares? You know, let's, you gotta let it go. Yeah. So I'm just curious on how you're feeling about it. I could only describe it as going through the five stages of grief in a matter of two minutes. Ah. So I, <laughs> I basically, I, was thinking about it, like okay this because i remember we submitted the film like okay we have to submit this we have no time because we, we had a bit of like you know flubs and other issues and like whatever trying to get the film uploaded and then i watched the uploaded version and i'm like oh there's this issue oh there's the boom oh sound cuts out here and i'm like at first i was angry then i was i did the other stages and <laughs> Yes, and then that's what you did. The other stages, whatever, whatever, whatever the <laughs> fuck they are. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I did something. It's submitted. It's on time. I'm happy. I did something. You know, my uh, the the two other people who are like heavily involved, like produ- produ- production wise. You know, I had great, great producer, great first AD. Like they both were like very hands on camera person too. You can see their names in the credits. But um, but but, but Renee did say she wanted her name mentioned. So. Renee Huang Wilson, great, great producer. She's awesome. But they they definitely were ready to kill me by the end of the night. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as, as we slowly begin to wrap up here, yeah, I, I do want to ask you, like, what is, um, what's next? I mean, are we going to get a, fin- oh. a, a kind of a final cut for this? Or can we talk about that? Yes, I'm going to make a pasteurized cut where I'm going to fix all the mistakes I couldn't fix in the 48 hours and I'm going to just submit it and be like, here is Milkwoman, case in point, pasteurized. And where can our audience see this version or how are you going to distribute this version? Just through YouTube or what do you think? Yeah, so I do, I have a YouTube channel. It's basically just Malcolm J. Dempsey. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's like Malcolm J. Dempsey. I have like a YouTube link. I have like one picture. Um, they also have the YouTube channel where it's, uh, Malcolm J. Dempsey. Um, I can look at that actually. Also, if you look at Lord, Lord Malzard and you'll probably find it. That was like an old name. Lord but Malzard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lord. I What's made it when I was Lord? 12. So that was my, that was my oh. quirky, um, adolescent mind doing there its it thing. 
Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I love. I love. I it. remember those days. Yeah. Oh yeah. I try not to, but you know, whatever. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Malcolm. As you're looking that up, what do you have to say about those who who do not drink? Uh, I don't know cow milk. I mean, there's so you know. I guess humans are the only mammal who drink milk from another mammal. And what do you have to say about almond milk or an oat milk version or uh, even uh, macadamia milk version of the movie? You want to hear something fucking hysterical? Yeah. I'm lactose intolerant. Sarah. I don't eat milk. I don't. I don't drink dairy. I don't do any of that. So I quit it like five months ago. It was like a personal choice. I'm definitely down to make an oat milk version. You know. Milk and oat, <laughs> an oat beast or something. Got like an yes. almond beast. Uh, I don't know a, a macadamia rodent. I don't know whatever. I think yeah. I think in order to be sensitive to the times that we're in now, that that you must make yes. an alternate version. You know, maybe a multiverse version or something with with, <laughs> with the, milk, uh, the milk verse. With these, the, the milky verse. I love that the, the milky milk verse. Yeah. yeah, the milky verse. Wow. I mean, we're in the Milky Way. <laughs> like, there's gotta be other milk worlds. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh my Clearly. god. You have a whole franchise on your hands, dude. Oh my god. A different <laughs> type of dude. Let's call Netflix and tell them that we have something here. <laughs> Netflix will take anything, honestly, at this point. I'm gonna oh, shoot my shot. We, we've all seen that is to be true, right? <laughs> I, I you know, I, I sometimes feel down and I'm like, damn, I don't think I can I can do this. There's so many like great things being out there. And then I, like, I go on to Netflix and I'm like, wait, I could do this. I could do I could do something just as crappy. I could do something maybe less crappy. I don't know. So, you know, if anyone out there wants to get into the industry, just do it. Just do just, it. That's just see what happens. That's the common theme on the show. Just, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. That's awesome. <laughs> Who knows if I'll do well. Uh, I have to ask though, if you do make another milk woman uh multiverse version milky verse version yes. please have mike and i on it so we can die by milk oh my god i would i would be that'd be awesome please <laughs> i'm looking we're, we're, i'm looking to die soon so let's get it going yes okay. yeah. same here same i'm here, here. <laughs> i'm here just out of respect for something i don't know what i'm here for me, me too me too i mean clearly i think we're on the same page <laughs> i think you're the oh, younger yeah. me so we're fine Yes. Perfect. Oh. You know, my, my mom was like, right. I'll have a kid. Why not? And I'm like, well, she did bring me here. I'll be nice. She did deal with me. <laughs> like, I might as well live, live it through. My mom still says that to me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> See? Look what she put me through. Wow. <laughs> I think we should make a movie about that. That could be good. Yeah, we should. I like it. I like Just it. a uh, disheveled mother. That's like every. <laughs> I, there's enough of that. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, no, we will. We'll, um, Uncle Dad will produce it for you guys. Perfect. And then there you go. You could have a dis disheveled, <laughs> creepy uncle who's like, "Listen, I have not had a Thanksgiving <laughs> gathering in a while. I need to make horrible comments to <laughs> my nieces and nephews." Uh, oh man, an actual crazy Uncle Dad? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, good side and bad side. Uh, but, right, uh, Malcolm. Uh, when we wrap up here, I, I do want to announce that you and I have been talking about possibly doing a showing of this uh, film. Is that something you would still maybe want to think about down the line? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm very down for it, honestly. Like, I'd love to put it out there. I want to make sure the credits are right before I do anything else because I got yelled at by my, uh, my, my, script, my script supervisor who was like, you didn't put me in there. So I got to make sure I get those fixes in. Everybody, 
They need their thanks. Everybody needs their thanks. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, you were looking for something. Did you find that? <laughs> oh, my YouTube channel. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, I ha- my my like shameless sh- self promotion. <laughs> yes, I have it. Um, is there a place okay, I can? What, what is it? Do I send a link or do I? We just gotta say it on the air because we're we're we're. Audio. Oh my god, you're right. I I forget. There's these things <laughs> called radios. So it is. <laughs> Malcolm J. Dempsey at YouTube. It um, has 33 subscribers. Um, one of the most recent videos I did is called No Time for Cappuccinos. That one is about a empowered working woman who turns down the advances of a very creepy man. Also entertaining. You can like watch that while you wait. But uh, Is that guy an uncle by chance? He, he, <laughs> I have to ask him. He he's, the only, he's the only kid he knows about, but his parents could be lying. We don't know. Yeah, parents, parents, <laughs> parents do lie. They do. Parents be lying. Parents be lying. That's for sure. Uh, well, we will definitely have more information about this screening that I want to do with you, uh, Malcolm. And uh, once we kind of establish that, maybe on the next episode or so, we'll talk about that again. Um, but Malcolm, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for just continuing your your passion for arts, especially at a young age. I know that you know Mike and I can both say it, like it just when you got it and you want to do it, just keep doing it and even if people don't like it, you just keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think you're, 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 you're definitely at a, at a good age where I think things are going to grow for you. I definitely recommend watching Freaked. I think you'll get a lot of information from that film that can kind of connect to your film style, I think. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much. And where can they follow you again on Instagram? Instagram, I'm at Malcolm J. Dempsey. I'm Instagram.com. I think that's my username. I, I kind of get something more creative than that. I mean, that works. Mike's Mike's literally a Mike Hampton art. It's yeah. Easy. yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you so got yeah, a good solid. Uh, in my closing a statement here, I'll say, Malcolm, you have a good solid first and last name. It goes well. So I think you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for I you. hope so. Good. Thank I, your I, mom I, I, for the good name and your dad, too. Yes. Why not? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Yes, uh, I could have a much, much more distressing name or something. Yeah. You, you, can, you could. My last name could you be like Wollenschwinkel, which is like. A name I learned about recently I thought was really funny. No offense to anyone with a <laughs> name like that, but in American it sounds very <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> yeah, okay. You want something that just rolls off the tongue and sounds solid and easy, and you can read yeah. it when you see it, and um, it has no religious connotations. Exactly. And it it's similar to Patrick Dempsey, my less good looking uncle. So, I mean, that, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that so much. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I don't know the man, unfortunately, uh, but yeah. Oh, I, li- I like oh, well. to say that though, but yeah. I'm thinking of dressing up as him for Halloween. Might as well. There'll be Doctor. <laughs> yeah. What is he? Doctor Sexy? Doctor something? I don't know. Doctor Patrick. Dixon. Whatever is it? Like Hampton. I'm gonna go Patrick. <laughs> well, the- Patrick I never watched General Hospital. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey Mass. Well, on that note, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you so much again, Malcolm. We'll connect again soon. Uh, again, please go follow him. Uh, he was part of the 40-hour 40 40 film project. Uh, we got to support all all creators of all types, um, whether they're big, small, local, it doesn't matter. Uh, art matters, and you are creating art. So thank you so much again, Malcolm. And we will love to have you back on And when we do your, your screening eventually. Thank you so much for having me, letting me babble and everything else. This has been very exciting. Thank you. Oh, you're great. Awesome. Thank you, man. Take care, okay? Thank you, you too.